We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is going on, Rotor Runners? Dean here at Steam 7904. If you want to get all technical, I mean, it's 5.30 on the East Coast, 2.30 on the West Coast, 4.30 Tennessee time. It's a force. We just time for the flagship show here at Rotor Grinders. It's called Grinders Live. Joining me today for the last the last show on a Friday uh, of the season for baseball. It just flew right by the CEO, the proprietor of the bat, of the Blitz. The Blitz show is free this weekend. Tell the people that, Cardi. And uh, yeah, hey, we'll be showing up the bat today as well. What's going on, Cardi? Thank you for uh, for joining me today. Yeah, happy to jump on. Little last minute invite. I said sure. Um, you know, only a couple of days left of baseball, so uh, let's make the most of it. Yeah, uh, tell the people about the football blitz show. Normally, it's a premium, uh, premium content you do on the weekends. I believe that'll be uh, airing tomorrow. Of course, on Sunday we have three hours of live football talk, starting with myself, Grant Neifer, and beer makers fan. You guys know him from the Six Pack, amongst other things. Taking you guys all up to lock, but uh, and we're live, of course, on su- on Saturday. Uh, your normally premium show, The Blitz, will be free to the people. What is that? What's The Blitz? The Blitz is the show based off of the famous projection system, The Blitz. Um, it's a, the Blitz. me, it's Alex Dunlap, it's uh, it's Will Priester, Chief Justice, and we help people make money. We we crushed last year, we crushed last week, um, and uh, and this, you know, it's normally just for subscribers, but this week it's free. Uh, we're streaming live tomorrow at 1.15 Eastern Time. So uh, come check it out because uh, I mean we it, it's it's a good show. Come check it out. No, it is. I, I listen to it every single week. I, I definitely listen to that on Saturday. I listen to that a bunch of shows, uh, and also the ownership show with, with Jimino and Hanson. I like that a lot too. Just kind of gets me. I'm, I'm usually building my lineups on Saturday. Most of the information is kind of sort of out there, and that's just what I do. I listen to some podcasts, make some lineups. If I have some time, I'll get to a the Home Depot, depending on how uh, how much time we have on the weekend, but. Hey, we want to say hello to the chat. What up, YouTube chat? Feel free to like and subscribe. Uh, smash, caress, uh, beat up that delight. Well, no, not too hard. Just to t- touch the like button. How about that? There you go. Uh, I guess Terry McLaurin was your big play this past weekend. Your boy, we had a good week one, but week two, I did not go with Terry McLaurin. So, uh, I got my face. Well, yeah, the Blitz loved McLaurin. It had him projected only like a couple points below Chalk Devontae Adams. It had him as like the fourth raw point wide receiver on the slate. He was 5% owned. He was in every cash game lineup you could have built with the Blitz. And uh, and he was really good. I'm also seeing in chat that you were all over Stefan Diggs, another player I barely even played. So uh, Yeah, Will, Will talked up Diggs a lot. Will was all over Diggs. Yeah, Will's really good. He knows what he's talking about when listening to him. And it's good because you give like the cash game perspective and Will gives like the tournament perspective. And uh, yeah, you can kind of make up your mind, see what kind of player you are, how ambitious you want to be in a given week. And this is going to be a fun slate for football. But today, it's DFS, Cardi. All we care about is today and today only, not tomorrow, not yesterday. So let's talk some baseball. Uh, we do have a 10-game slate on DK. Worth noting that 10th game is a the first half of a doubleheader, the Giants and the Padres. Um, so it's going to be a seven seven inning game. Uh, understand that when, a, when you're rostering or considering rostering some hitters, uh, we did apparently have a, a pitcher swap. Uh, Paddock is going to be starting game one. I'm not sure if you saw this. Uh, looks yeah. like Paddock starting game one, and now Lamette is starting game two, um, which is kind of sort of somewhat interesting, I suppose. And it's a weird. Okay, t- talk about this. Your general thoughts. I know it's like team philosophies, and we don't really know some team philosophies. 
How are you handling the fact that we have some starters on that are you know, taking the bump tonight that are really good, but also are going to be needed uh, in five days for playoff games that matter? These games don't really matter, and they're essentially locked in their position with the exception of a few teams that are kind of jockeying. But for the most part, a lot of these teams just kind of cruising into the playoffs because you know everyone makes the playoffs. How are you handling that, or is that sort of like a pitcher-by-pitcher pitcher situation? Yeah, it's kind of got to be a pitcher by pitcher thing. It's it's certainly not ideal. It adds extra variance to to the slate. It uh it requires a little bit of finesse to figure out, I guess. Um, you know, it's you know go into the slate knowing that this is the kind of thing that could happen. You know, you could see hitters pinch hit for. You could see pitchers pulled a little earlier than you might otherwise expect them to. You could see Dean apparently trying to pick up single moms at Home Depot on the weekends, according to the chat. Um, so it's funny. Yeah, I was dropping the old old school reference there in the chat. So that is not my scene. I am not a Home Depot guy. Besides the fact there's no air conditioning. Like, I'm just not somebody. I'm, I, I know you're sitting down. You're probably not going to believe it. So I'm not somebody that can sit there and, like, like start building pipes or, or fix, the you know, some plumbing. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to call a guy. I, I'm just going to call a guy. That's me. I, I'm not the Home Depot type. It's like. One of my least favorite places to be is Home Depot. It's not for me. They're not sponsoring the show. I can say that. I can be honest. Are you? Are you hand? Are you with Hansy? Is that the word on Hansy? No. What's that's not the right word. What's the, what's the <laughs> word? You're good with your hands when it comes to fixing stuff. There's a term for that. I can't. Handy, think of that. I think, is the word you're looking for. But you're. Uh, you what? got. You got the. Get rid of that S. I don't know why that S was in that sentence, but there you go. It's called a Freudian slip, Dean. Yeah. <laughs> are, are you a hand? You, are you a handyman? Of some, uh, uh, I'm not especially handy. Um, you know, I, uh, you know, I can, I can do what I need to do, but, uh, you know, I'm not like a guy who's going to, you know, build you a house. Fair enough. Yeah. I'm more of a Costco guy anyway. The chat knows that, uh, we're going to talk about the slate obviously in just a second. Do want to mention the, the sharp side app, uh, we're finally going for it. We're finally doing it. Uh, you know, I'm on, I'm locked in at seven. Uh, every single time I, I pick a winner in the sharp side app, I get 10 more bucks. Uh, on Fandle, and it's funny because I could not decide. Devin, our producer, is like, you got to give me a winner. We got We haven't done this in a couple of days, and I'm debating between several things. Tampa winning them straight up. They're like minus 139. You can pick a – it's got to be minus 140 or less. It can't be like a monster favor. Otherwise, you're kind of cheating, essentially. I like the Kansas City to score more than more than four and a half runs. It's kind of a weird one, but I, I like I think, uh, they get five. They get at least five today versus Detroit. And Cleveland scoring more than one and a half, uh, beating their opponents by more than one and a half. Pittsburgh, it's like minus 120. I kind of like that one as well. I have not locked anything officially for the record, but I believe the screenshot we have for Devin that he's showing off is like Kansas City over four and a half runs. What about yourself? G- give me a sharp side winner. I know you said you told me pre-show you like the Pirates, but that's not how sharp side works. I know. Like, if you're looking for like the sure thing street getting pick, like the Pirates aren't like that. But I think there's a lot of value on the money line if you're just straight up betting. And so, uh, you know, that, that's kind of the way I think about these things more. So when I, I thought about it, I was like, okay, Pirates look really good today. And then you yelled at me before the show. You're like, you're not going to get a streak betting the Pirates. And, and you're like, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't yell at you. I was, I was as polite as possible. I was, I was, I was, you know, I wanted to make sure I wanted to get you on the right to, hey, look, I'm speaking from experience. You're talking to somebody who's got a streak of seven going on right now. Uh, I mean, that's impressive. That's more, more than a lot of people. I'm on the, the leaderboard currently. I might get Are knocked you? off tonight. We shall see. Well, the current streaks. It's hard. It's hard to pick seven winners in a row. I mean, not all of us can be Vegas Dave. So, um, <laughs> Dean, I was drinking water. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw you in the corner of my eye. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm just trying to be helpful. If, like, if you think the line is wrong by 30 points or something like that, that's you know a different conversation. But if there's no you get there's no style points. You don't all of a sudden get this huge bump if all of a sudden you pick a winner right. that happens to be plus two thirty. There you go. Yeah, um, just, a win is a win. It doesn't matter you know what the odds of it happening. There you go. If you guys are in chat, go ahead and check out that link. One more link before we uh, dive in and talk about tonight's slate. Uh, the RG Core 4 Premium Sub, you get $5 off your first month if you go ahead and check out that link. That's football, baseball, basketball, and golf. Uh, you get that uh, $5 off your first month. Go ahead and check that out. A lot of football content, of course, going down this weekend. And, you know, golf is just – there's, like, no offseason in golf, essentially, as far as I can tell. And we'll have baseball playoff stuff in there as well, too. All right. Uh, tonight's slate, you want to give me the screenshot as far as this slate? Because we have some really good pitchers, but like I said, I don't know what the full incentive is on some of these guys, and we shall see and kind of work our way through it. There's also some cheap pitchers as well, too. We've lost some good bats. I'm sure uh, the, the bat was probably on Freddie Freeman. He can't play baseball, so he's not playing baseball play today, so, so cross him off the list. Bogarts, Devers, and Vasquez, Boston's just like whatever. 
just get you playing out the string. They don't care. All those three guys are not playing either. Uh, give, give me your screenshot as far as this slate. How are we approaching it? Yeah, so Darvish looks like the top pitcher on the slate and the guy that you probably play as your SP1 in cash games. Like you said, a million teams make the playoffs. There's a few teams already kind of locked in, but uh, the Cubs are still trying to clinch the NL Central. Uh, Darvish is against the White Sox offense that can definitely strike out. He's the most talented pitcher on the slate. He has a long leash. He should get a, a lot of offensive support tonight. Um, the Cubs are potentially, um, you know, the best offense on the slate. And so Darvish kind of looks like on a night where it could have been really bad trying to figure out, like, who do we play? Who's going to go deep enough? Um, at least he makes he makes it easy for us up top, I think. Yeah, Vandal uh, specific, I know you don't play over there as much. It's a little trickier to make things work with a – with Darvish and Urquidy's really, really cheap. So as of right now, uh, and I, I normally don't do this. I normally lean on the arms are more predictive than the bats. You make you make the uh, makes bat, the bats work around the arm. But as of right now, Cardi, and I'm not sure what, what does the bat say as far as optimal lineups on Fando. I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess Urquidy's popping over there. He's so cheap, and you get all the bats you want. Yeah, so, I mean, that's normally the way the bat tends to lean on FanDuel is away from the ace and towards the cheaper pitcher, but it is given a lot of Darvish tonight. I think Urquidy's oh. totally fine. You know, the spot is obviously really good for him, but, uh, I mean, the spot's really good for Darvish, too, and there are value bats to make it work. Yeah, I mean, I might go ahead and chop it because I'm okay chopping my lineups, and, that, and that'll be like a 4v4 or like a 5v5. Obviously, it's a huge yeah. work on the road, and it essentially decides the rest of your lineup and – uh, all right, uh, talk about Carrasco. Uh, you, you, you like Darvish a good bit. Can we go double barrel on DK? It's something I've been doing all year long, uh, you know, just because of the way the salaries are. And we lost one of the cheapies. Solaire is not playing today, unfortunately. He was one of the guys that kind of had my eye on in the outfield. There are some other cheapies out there. Birdies didn't have them our own, so 2.4K. And some other guys we'll talk about when we're talking about the sticks. But uh, what are, what are the merit, what's the merit today as far as going double barrel as far as aces on DK? I don't think that's the approach I would recommend. I think you go cheaper with your second starter. You know, Carrasco is fine, but Pittsburgh doesn't generally strike out a lot. They are getting a pretty big park upgrade. Carrasco is expensive. Um, And so I don't think he projects better than cheaper guys by enough to justify, you know, 10.4K. Yeah, and uh, why didn't you like the Pirates? I care. You just think the number's a little bit wrong. You don't think that they're necessarily great, but you, you thought the number's too big, essentially, as far as the Vegas line. Right, exactly. Like, like, you know, Vegas, I don't know what the actual numbers are. I'd have to pull it back up. But, like, Vegas implies, you know, they only have, like, a 30% chance to win the game, and it's actually, like, 35% or 36% or something like that. It's not like they're you. great, but, you know, they're, they're kind of constantly undervalued a little bit by the betting market, I think, this year. What if I told you the Pirates this year, WRC Plus is the worst in baseball, and that includes the Rangers who are in baseball against righties? I mean, I can't say I'm surprised to hear that. They're not a good offense, but they also are an offense that doesn't strike out a lot. That is probably a little bit better than that number indicates because, really, we've played like seven weeks of baseball. Right now, it would be late May. Like We would be expecting some positive regression for some of these guys over the remaining four months of a normal baseball season. And now we're at the end. And, and I think, you know, it's easy to look at the season numbers and think the season's almost over and be like, well, you know, this is who these guys are this year. And that's just not really how it works necessarily. Yeah. I mean, they're second to last in ISO as well too. Uh, and, and like, if you look at the, the plate IQ today, for the most part, these guys strike out a good bit. The ones that happen to crack the lineup today, uh, collectively at 23.2%. The only guys that really make contact are Frazier up top. And Bell at 19.3%. This is stretched back the last season. I don't know. I, I feel like there's a couple more Ks in there than you're suggesting. Yeah, actually, I'm looking at the actual lineup today. It's about average for Ks, um, which is better than they – more Ks than they normally roll out there. Um, but it's still – it's only average. And, uh, I mean, I, I think a guy like Bassett just – I mean, I think he's just as good as Carrasco today, and you're going to save, like, 3 k on So that, that's the main reason why I don't want to pay for Carrasco because – Bassett is against an offense that is just as bad as Pittsburgh and strikes out more. And Bassett's a pretty good pitcher, and he's in a better pitcher's park, better weather, and, and he's cheaper. So, so that's kind of where I'm at. Like, I don't dislike Carrasco. He projects for, I think, 19 or 20 points today. But so does Bassett. He's, you know, like a point behind. I saw people in the chat throwing out Keller. I'm not sure which Keller they're talking about. Probably Brad Keller because he's a, a, a pitcher throwing baseballs against the Tigers. Tigers much better mm-hmm. against lefties, terrible against righties. 
how would you compare Bassett versus Keller as an SB2? It sounds like you prefer Bassett. I prefer Bassett. Um, I think Keller is fine. I think actually both Kellers are fine for GPPs. It looks like we have them both projected sub 10% ownership. So um, at their prices, I think they're some of the better, you know, cheaper GPP pivots. For cash games, I think they're unnecessary. Just, just go for Bassett for the extra 500. If you're going to pick one of these stud pitchers that are probably going to be held back to some degree, I think Kershaw is probably the most likely. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but mm-hmm. the Dodgers kind of have a history. What, what happened last night was with Bueller? Was that, again, the blister acting up, or is that they just wanted to pull him just because there was no reason to keep throwing him out there? Because I, I was watching the game without the volume on, and I saw them showing blister, like looking at fingers, but I wasn't sure if that was like a, uh, an old clip. Did you any idea what happened there? Because I, I didn't see like ultimately what it came out to be. Um, I mean, it really could have been anything. It could have just been Dave Roberts saying, I want to play the bullpen here. It could have been a blister thing. It could have been saving up the playoffs. Like who knows? Yeah. I mean, the whole long story is short, uh, out of, you know, the, the big guns today out of uh, Kershaw compared to Carrasco compared to Darvish, he's a clear three for me. And they're all basically the same price. Uh, I, I think, uh, He's not gonna. I'm not gonna roster Kershaw. If he goes six and strikes out twelve, so be it. But I, I'm not on it. How about you? I'm not on it either. Bassett projects better than Kershaw straight up, um, and so I really just see no need to do it. In GPPs, the upside is probably limited because of Dave Roberts. So, like, uh, I mean, I'm not super on Kershaw today. Uh, Barrios, do we care about Barrios at all? He seems a little bit overpriced when you compare. It's not that much more to step up, and like you said, the step downs are pretty good as well too. Yeah, he, um, he's super overpriced. I'd, I'd much rather stack against Barrios than actually play him today. Oh, all right. Uh, Paddock at 8-8? Eight, eight? No. I mean, I think if you're spending up, it really is. It's Darvish, it's Carrasco, it's Bassett, um, or you're just going cheaper. I don't, I don't think this, like, 8K range, I don't think there's a lot of value there. Yeah, that's pretty much where I'm at as well, too. Uh, you know, Jay Happ up next at 8.6K on DK. And, like, yeah, he's been better of late for him and good for him. But, you know, I still can't get enthused about that price and about his rocky history. Uh, Heaney's a good pitcher, but I don't want to pitch on – I don't want to pick on the Dodgers. It's basically the moral of that story. They are still theoretically battling for a playoff spot. I was looking at the models. Uh, I think it's what – they have less than a 1% chance, the Angels. they got to win out and they need some help. So, But theoretically, they're still, you know, battling for a playoff spot, I suppose. A lot of them – are basically, you know, tied up. Houston hasn't officially locked theirs up, but it's going to happen soon enough. The Marlins are at 93%, which is just wild. Uh, up next is the Reds at 91%. The Cardinals at 90%. They beat Milwaukee yesterday was a big win for them. Milwaukee tumbled down to 26%. And then Philly at 54, the Giants at 44. And that's, well, the Rockies have a less than a 1% chance. And your Mets, your Mets have a 1% chance too, Cardi. Oh, boy. The Mets are telling me there's a chance. Like, they're just so terrible. Uh, it, you have the same thought as far as Heaney? Like he's a good pitcher, but not today? Yeah, not today. I, I've played Heaney plenty this year. This is not the spot to do it. You mentioned you want to pick on Cease. We should pick on Cease. If you look at I'm sure you've dug into it too, as far how, how lucky he's been this season. Yeah, we'll he, he's not especially about. good. Uh, oh, give me uh, the Urquity thoughts, because on Fandle, I, he's really, really cheap. On DK, pretty good price at 7.1K as well. We know Texas is terrible. I asked you before the show about the roof, and we don't know. The sources have yet to reveal as far as what's going on in the roof. If somebody in chat can tell us, that would be awesome. Uh, somebody in chat's telling us that Robert said five innings or 75 pitches during the game interview. Um, I'm not sure if that was for yesterday or for today. I'd love clarity. Uh, they said that. for Bueller that was yesterday. That's why he got pulled early, which is annoying because, like, before the game, they said that he threw 90 pitches in a simulated game, which would make you think he can go over 100. Yeah. And then, then they said, okay, we're going to cap him at 90. And then during the game, he says, we're going to cap him at 75. Like, come on. What, do you, what, is, what even is that? I don't know. <laughs> I was happy, though, because I ended up with not a lot of Bueller. And I somehow survived last night despite having, I think, zero, a total of zero Astros. Uh, I was like, yeah, I'm not playing the Astros. And they absolutely annihilated. I had a ton of Lance Lynn. It still survived somehow. But uh, it was a slightly profitable evening. That's all we're looking for, the slight edges. Uh, it's not a big pull for me as far as the pitchers. I can mention some more pitchers and throw them your way. I, I know our, our projections are saying that Kikuchi might get some love, and we talked about that pre-show, and I think he's okay. I guess he's fine, and he's been kind of unlucky too, you could say. Um, but probably not for me. In a pinch, maybe. Maybe a sprinkle. I prefer Urquidy at 7.1K to $700 more. Uh, your thoughts as far as the cheapies, anybody else as far as pitchers? Yeah, I mean, the bet projects Kikuchi and Urquidy basically the same, and Kikuchi's a little cheaper. He actually projects as the top point per dollar guy on the slate. 
but like he's just unnecessary. It's not like there's a lot of offense to pay up for. We have some pretty solid higher end pitching. Um, if he was going to be low owned, I'd say, yeah, play a whole bunch of Kikuchi. If he's going to be one of the highest owned guys, then just play someone else. Play Kyle Wright for 200 less at 3% ownership we have him projected at, who's, you know, in a solid enough spot himself. Like, I think he's probably like your chief off the board leverage pitcher guy. Yeah, so Kyle Wright has not been good. I think he was good his last start for what it's worth. He's not a, guy he's not a good pitcher. But, like, Boston's saying we're going to take out our best three hitters, essentially. So, And it's not a great ballpark, not a great pitching environment to throw baseballs in either there in Atlanta, uh, especially these days where most of these ballparks are not good, uh, considering the weather. Uh, you know, it's pretty cool around the country. Um, I, I guess you can do it for Wright. But, yeah, and those guys are wearing Boston Red Sox uniforms, so they're not really Boston Red Sox, some of them. Yeah, I mean, you look at the lineup. Like, it's it's Christian Arroyo hitting second. It's Jackie Bradley hitting cleanup. Kevin Foecki, <laughs> Sue Wei Lin, like Jonathan Arroyas. Like, it's just – it's not a good lineup. It's actually a very strikeout-friendly lineup. They get a park downgrade. Um, so, as not good as Wright is, I think at the price, I think with the matchup, and I think with the ownership, he's a really good play today. By the way, speaking of weather, let's check out weather edge for a second. At least, at least earlier today, I was looking at it. One of the reasons I like Kansas, Kansas City has scored more than four and a half runs. Yeah, it is still popping. Uh, you know, 81 degrees, which is nice, especially when you compare it to the field. Uh, and then based on 145 games of similar conditions, the wind is blowing out to left field at 10 miles per hour. We've seen a bump of 24% homers, 11.9% of runs, and an increase of 10.9% uh, of ERA, which is, again, Makes me even more bummed that Jorge Soler is not playing today because it feels like that's a home run on layaway, but uh, that's unfortunate. And I played him when he was like nothing, and I got nothing for it, but process over results, I wasn't angry about it. Um, let's just summarize pitchers, I suppose, because what else is there left to say? Urquhart, he's not great. Not a great pitcher. Um, he's not. He's like an average K guy, 20, 20.8%. Good as far as walks, 5.7%. This Texas lineup, though, we know it was pretty horrendous. They strike out a good bit, 24.8% collectively the last two years. Um, yeah, it's just how much – what does he get me? And on DK, it's really not that hard to get two of the more expensive guys. But like you're saying, that you're, you're suggesting maybe to step down as well, like one big ace and one guy in the mid-tier around seven or 8K. Uh, yeah. give, give me your final thoughts as far as equity and then just kind of your final thoughts as far as pitching overall. I think if the roof is closed, I have more interest in equity than if it's open and in the low 80s and the hottest game on the slate. Um, I think he's fine. Obviously, Texas is bad, has strikeout upside, but Bassett is in a very similar spot against the bad strikeout heavy offense. And it's like, you know, 20 degrees cooler there. It's 62 degrees. It's the coolest game on the slate. Um, and so I think Bassett's probably your SP2, and you pay up for garbage as your SP1. Yeah, it's cool there in Oakland. Yeah. And it's also a cavernous ballpark, too. I want to see. Yeah. Do we have a Seattle lineup just yet? Does that come out? Uh... No. Not, Wait. What? No, not yet. All right. Hopefully soon. I'm just curious. I mean, what, spoiler alert, it's not going to be good. Just, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Let's move on. Let's talk about catchers. Is today one of those days where we're, we're punting a catcher or we're prioritizing a big spend at catcher? Uh, Sal Perez, speaking of uh, the Royals, I think he's really well positioned to keep continue his momentum. He's been smashing baseballs the last few days. He's just really, really pricey. I don't know if I can get there. Uh, we have – Dar- no, 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 Darno either for Atlanta. I thought he was in Atlanta for some reason. Of course, Gary Sanchez, who makes contact against Alcantara. That guy, when he hits the ball, it goes far. Are we spending up or are we spending all the way down or somewhere in the middle? Yeah, I think it's probably like middle to high range or, or super punt. So Wilson Contreras at 4-3, he's not as, as expensive as Perez, as Sanchez, as Grandal, whoever. Um, but he projects as the best guy in the sleep. Like I said earlier, like I think the Cubs might be the best offense on the slate here. Dylan Cease is is kind of a fraud. It's a really good park for power, and so uh, you know I think they I think they're really good today. So I like Contreras. If you need to save money, then I think you go down to a guy like. I mean, I know we kind of like Irkwitty, but if the roof's open, Sam Huff is two point eight. I think he's fine. I think Eric House for two point five k against Keller is fine. Um, the uh, the Tigers, I really like as a stack today. I think they're super underpriced. Haas or House or however you pronounce his name is, uh, you know, a, a good way to get some exposure there as part of your stack to fill out your catcher spot. 
Um, and Tucker Barnberg, 2.1K against Barrios. I said earlier I have some interest in stacking against Barrios. It's because all these reds are like free. Tucker Barnhart is 100 over the mid. Tucker Barnhart is currently in uh, one of my main shell lineups. I'm not happy about it, but he, he makes everything else work. Yeah, uh, sometimes you need guys like that. We live, I don't know if you know this, Dean, we live in a world with a salary cap. Oh, my God. Somebody should put that on a T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that company that puts the, all these slangs on T-shirts? Uh, Rotoware? Rotoware. Yeah, get him on the horn. Do you have any Rotoware <laughs> t-shirts? Oh yeah, I got a bunch. No, oh. I think I don't know where I purchased one that uh, uh, it was. It was a Jordy Mercer t-shirt. I don't. I can't remember what it was. I think it was just. I, I wore it just to, just to you know suppress your slander. I think I knew you were going to be at a party or something like that. And I I, I said, uh, yeah, somebody tell Jordy, Jordy Mercer I love him. And that's you know because you, you didn't like the fact that Jordy Mercer was called a lefty master once upon a time. I mean, How'd that work out, by the way? The same as it did for every other player in history who's been called a lefty master. That's what happens. In DFS, we don't care about tomorrow. We don't care about tonight. But, or you know, we do care about tonight. We, of actually. course, care about tonight. What we don't care about <laughs> is what happened in the past. We care about what happened is tonight and in the future. We care about, in five, like, five years ago, on one night, Jordy Mercer had two homers against the lefty. Maybe one against the right in the bowl, but I don't know. It doesn't matter. Who cares? Nobody's going to check it. But uh, it helped me win a GPP. So there you go. He's, he was a lefty master for one night and one night only. That's, that's all that matters. Well, if he helped you win a GVP, then then I am perfectly fine with some Jordy Mercer love. But, uh, yeah, lefty matches aren't real, folks. He According to the chat, if we're going to trust Brian in the chat, the roof is open there in Texas. So uh, oh. I guess that changes things to some degree. Makes you some more interesting. Arcade, a little bit more. Uh, yep, I can confirm roof is open. There you go. Appreciate that. Um, anything else that I had as far as catcher that was worth noting? I was kind of. Flipping through it. Well, by the way, side note, are we rostering anybody in the San Diego uh, Giants game? Any hitters? I don't think I have a lot of interest there, really. Um, GPP darts, maybe. But, I I mean, seven-inning game, like, you just you just can't. Yeah. But, yeah, you're not – but, like, of course, Tatis can hit two homers in his first two at-bats, and then who cares? But, like, yeah, you know, it's just the, – the math says no, but, like, you know, embracing variance – and maybe if you see like Tatis is like 2% owned projected, assuming the field is well aware that's a seven inning game at, at, at the worst though, they're at least locked in for seven innings and he's also batting lead off. So he's got a shot, a pretty good shot at getting four at bats, which is what most other people are going to get, you know? So I guess you can make that argument. I suppose maybe sure. Why not? Uh, yeah, talk to me about first as a, as a dark throw, I guess, but uh, I don't love it. Yeah. As of right now, I have nobody in that, in that game as far as, as far as a uh, offensively or just in general, I don't have panic. And I certainly don't have Tyler Anderson. What about first base? What do you have for me? Uh, yeah, so um, first base, again, I think the Cubs are great. Anthony Rizzo is the top guy on the slate. If you can get there, um, I think you should. And at 4.3K, it's not super prohibitive to get there. So, so I think you do that. If you need to save money, I do think there are other guys that you can play. Jose, uh, Jesus Aguilar is hitting third tonight in Yankee Stadium against a, a bad lefty in J.A. Happ. And so there's definite power potential there. I love him for GPPs. I think if you have to save money in cash, he's fine. Uh, Miguel Cabrera is 2.9K hitting third. I think a lot of these Tigers are cheap. The weather there, like we said, is really, really good, um, at least relative to the rest of the slate today. And so um, I think he's fine to save with. I think he's fine in your stacks. I think Joey Votto is fine in your red stacks. Um, yeah, I was going through, like, I kind of have all the pitchers lined up and I'm looking at the home runs for nine, like what they allow. And just as a general thought on this slate as a whole, like there's a very few pitchers that allow a lot of homers. I'm not sure if you kind of look through stuff that way, but it's like Kikuchi 0.68 per nine, Darvish 0.65 per nine, Keller 0.37. That's Brad Turnbull 0.35. Of course, he's been lucky from home on the fly ball, but there's not a lot of like, and again, small sample of this season. This is just this season, this season only. Keller, Mitch Keller is going up a lot, but it's only in 16 innings. Uh, Paddock at 1.79 for what it's worth. But again, he's in that seven inning game in San Francisco, right at 1.72. Let's just mention Cease. You're talking about, you know, picking on Cease there for the White Sox battle of Chicago. And, you know, his ERA in the year is 3.52, but his XFIP is 5.93. His Sierra is 5.97 because his left on base percentage is 81.9%. And his BABIP is, two, is 240. Um, regression monster. That's what you're saying, right? Oh, that, that's 100% what I'm saying. Like, Dylan Cease is is not a good pitcher, and, and picking on him makes a lot of sense. The Cubs are priced down, I guess, because of the ERA, and it's something that we should take advantage of. 
Yeah. Uh, by the way, it, yes, I, Brian and Chad, I know Brian. We know him in the RG. I, I've seen him around. He hits with the Twitter as well, too. That's that Shrek 4224. Sorry for doubting you, Brian. Brian was all over it as far as the roof. You can definitely trust that source going forward. Um, anything else here? And Miguel Cabrera is hot. Do you care about hot streaks? I don't think you do, but he's been good of late for what it's worth. I don't care about hot streaks. I care about 2.9K against a mediocre pitcher with, uh, with good hitting weather. Um, so I care about that. <laughs> I've, uh, I've built two main lineups so far. You know, of course, I'll do stuff after the show and tinker around. Obviously, we have a 40 minutes, give or take, when we, we give off to. Uh, we hand off to Crunch Time. Crunch Time today, uh, Kevin Roth, Chief Meteorologist. I believe it's STL Cards and Cheese is Good. Don't quote me on that. I feel like that's correct. Oh, Devin in my ear. Tell me I nailed it. I should have it written down someplace. You think that was – I was professional. I would know that, but there you go. They're saying it's a cease revenge game in chat too, but yeah. Uh, you know, you guys know how it works. You guys are premium members. Check out crunch time. will be good times for sure. Take you guys off the lock. Um, I, I was saying Cardi, my, my two main lineups as of right now, first base, I have, I have Cabrera and Rizzo. So that, those are the two guys that I like at first as well. At second base. Currently we have somebody locked in. And again, this is the old, this is your saying now, this is pretty clever. We live in the world of a salary cap. And oh, if you want I hope we're on the same guy here. <laughs> it's got to be Birdie, right? It's John Birdie. I mean, the bat has liked him um, a little bit for his price the past couple of days. Like yesterday on the show, I even talked about it. And he was hitting like eighth or ninth. Today he's hitting, he's hitting leadoff. He's 2.4K hitting leadoff with the platoon advantage in Yankee Stadium against a bad pitcher. who I haven't looked what he's done this year, but like you talk about how there are some guys in this league who don't give up a lot of home runs. Jay Happ is a guy who can give up home runs. Yeah, 1.42 home run for nine this year. And historically, he's like always right around there. So uh, I, I think Birdie is just clearly the guy at second base today. He lets you afford better things at other spots because the spend-ups today really aren't anything special. Um, and home run. I mean, I know he's great point per dollar. He projects as the third best raw point second baseman on this slate. That's how bad second base is. Yeah, second base is pretty bad, and he's super cheap, obviously. And I was hoping it would be a good stolen base matchup. I was just pulling out the half stolen bases, yielded on the fly. You know, traditionally lefty is much better holding on runners as opposed to righties. Uh, he's only given up one stolen base this season, two last year, 161 innings, six the previous season, and 177. Birdie, that, that's his big asset, his wheels, his speed. Um, and that doesn't mean he won't try to steal. You know, he won't try to go, but, you know, it lowers the chances, I suppose, as far as him getting a stolen base. Uh, once upon a time this year, I believe he was uh, the leader in stolen bases or close to being the leader in stolen bases. That might have fallen back to some degree. Him and VR there in the National League. Of course, VR has moved on to the AL. Um, give me some pivots. Uh, what, what about spending up at Albies? Albies is all the way up to batting second in the lineup. Uh, and you know what? That Irkby lineup I was talking about at Fandle, I happen to have some funds to delegate, and I have Albies currently because, you know, he's batting second versus Maza, and it's a good ballpark. Yeah, I mean, Albies is fine. I think Altuve is fine. I'd probably rather save the money on Altuve if I'm, if I'm paying up a little bit more. Maza's not good, but he's also going to be on a short leash. Like, he's been going, you know, 50 or 60 pitches per game. So it's, it's like a semi-bullpen game there, which is, which is not ideal. Um, you know, he's fine. I think if you just have a bunch of extra money and you want to do something to be a little different, then, then go for it. Just uh, catching up on the chat. Let's just uh, knock out a few questions. You have plenty of time here, Cardi, as far as questions in the chat. We didn't touch on uh, Sandy Alcantara. I'm, I'm not playing Sandy Alcantara. I think he's going to be okay. I don't think the Yankees completely pummel him, but I'm not playing him either. Uh, do you have thoughts there? I think he's a fine pitcher. Not a great DFS pitcher. Yeah, I'm not a big Sandy Alcantara guy. He's, you know, he's a league average pitcher. He's, you know, he's okay. He's in a tough spot today. I just – and he's not super cheap. I don't know. I think you just play – somebody else in that range, play, play Keller, play um, Kyle Wright, play Kikuchi. Like, I don't, I don't love him. By the way, the, uh, the, the whole lefty master conversation, explain Jordan Luplo then. He's a lefty master, Jordan, Jordan Luplo. Not, there's no such thing as a lefty master. <laughs> Jordan Luplo has like 300 career at bats against lefties. That doesn't make him a lefty master. His manager, manager will let him hit against righties. <laughs> um, who do we think is going to win between the Baltimore and, and Blue Jays tonight? I have no idea. I don't know. Is that that's on a different slate, right? I couldn't tell you. Who yeah, I think that's like a six thirty-seven starter, one of those weird ones. I have no clue. I don't even know who's pitching. I wish I could help you out. Uh, anything else? Yeah, they're, they're talking about uh, the the, par- the prospect of rostering Albies and Cash on Fandle. And if you're going cheap at pitcher, you have money for it. So 
I'm okay with it. I don't think you have to do it. It's like wants versus needs. I don't need it, but if it's available, why not? Sure. Uh, yeah, and then I mean, I'd rather have Altuve. Like Altuve is cheap on FanDuel. Altuve is 3.1K. Albies is 4.2. It just seems unnecessary, I think. They're like the same play today. Well, I have a bunch of money to spend is kind of the thing. Uh, and, and that's all. That's my rookie lineup. Obviously, that would change if I have like Darvish out there. Um, and I don't really want to spend up on the Dodgers today, which that might be a mistake as far as delegating funds. Freeman is somebody I had to cross off the list, so I, I adjusted. I pivoted to Rizzo. Um, just trying to think how my lineup was working, but basically it's like I had the money, so I might as well was sort of my thought process. So, but I agree. I, I agree. Altuve's dollar for dollar, probably a better play than, Al, than, uh, than Albies on panel. But you know, if you have the, you don't get any credit for leaving money on the table. In a I mean, Altuve projects better straight up. So for, for me, I just take Altuve. This is where if I was Grant, I would challenge you to a shot bet. <laughs> you can do a shot bet, Dean. Yeah, I don't have any. I don't have any beverages. That, what am I gonna? I mean, I have. I, don't, I have like water in the house. I don't. I don't have any. Uh, you know, it would require buying a whole thing. It's a whole production. You don't um, have a single bottle of liquor in your whole house. No. Is that weird? Yeah, that's weird. My my liquor stash is enormous. I can <laughs> lend you a bottle, Dean. I'll ship a bottle down for you if you're willing to send one. Um, yeah, I, there's got to be a way to order that. Well, whatever. It's. It's it's a close call. I don't even feel that confident about it. I like them both, but I have the money for Albies. How about the hot corner? What do you have for me? Third base. Um, yeah, so I think this is definitely going to be um, a little bit site dependent. Like uh, on FanDuel, Josh Donaldson is still really cheap at, at 3K. And so I think uh, some of these cheap twin bats make a lot of sense today. Like Tyler Malley is really nothing special. Um, so So I like Donaldson a lot over there. Uh, on DraftKings, I think Eugenio Suarez looks like a pretty solid value today, 3.4K. Like, yeah, I get it's Barrios. I get he's like a pretty good pitcher, but he's not like a great one. He can walk guys. He can give up home runs. That's just too cheap for, for a guy of Suarez's talent. Level. Yeah, if you want, you can pay up for Jose Ramirez. You can pay up for Alex Bregman. Um, even Donaldson on DraftKings I think is fine. But uh, that's just – that's a silly price for Suarez. How do you feel about Riley? Um, I'm not a big Riley guy in general. Like, I really wasn't considering him. He's fine, I guess. Um, again, I'm not, like, super looking to pick on Mazda because it is a park upgrade for him. It's a pretty significant park upgrade. And, and like I said, it's like a semi-bullpen game. Like, he'll probably only go, like, three innings. Uh, some names being thrown out in chats. So what do I think of Cordero? I'm assuming they're asking about Frenchy Cordero. Why did he leave the game yesterday? Was he pulled – uh, for injury, or is he pinch hit for? Well, and he's back today, obviously. I did not notice. I would guess pinch hit, but uh, I could be wrong. I know Solaire pinch hit yesterday, but I think that was for the first baseman that uh, once a lefty came in, O'Hearn, I believe, which is it's kind of weird at this point in the season. They're still doing like lefty righty stuff. These teams are just kind of playing out the string. But give some young guys, it's like, why do you need Solaire at the bat? Like, if he's not starting the game, like, give O'Hearn a shot versus a lefty and see what happens. Yeah. I don't know. Just. Hey, see what you have. Like, what you're saying is you want to increase the sample sizes on these platoon situations so that we can further disprove lefty matches. I know what you're saying. It's, it's <laughs> well, I'm just saying like, look, sure. You should try to win the game, I suppose, but like you might as well see what you have in a player when in a spot where it might help you developing them going forward. Like, I, you really, I agree. Yeah. It's a sort of an odd thing to me. Like I don't understand why they would do that, but Hey, that's, that's why I'm not the manager, I suppose. Uh, anything else as far as third base that's worth a mention? Uh, I'm sorry, did you mention Franco? Did I like Franco a good bit? He's like kind of in the mid-tier as far as third base prices. Mikel Franco for Kansas City? Yeah, he's fine. Like, I don't want to – I don't love picking on Turnbull, um, but Franco is fine, I think. Um, yeah, he's okay. I think Donaldson's kind of dust now. Josh Donaldson? It's <laughs> pretty dusty. Yeah, I mean, but that's the thing. Like, we're, we've played – like seven weeks of a season, he's been, you know, even that, he hasn't played the whole time. Wasn't he bad last year he's too? not even dusty. He has a 365 Woba. He has six home runs and 100 plate appearances. What are we saying he's dusty for? Well, it's when I watch him, he's always terrible. So in the small sample size, when I'm watching him and I roster him, he, he's just has – and he like, he's not even like – he can't move. He goes up there with these, these contraptions. He's all beat up, like a ton of injuries. You see him trying to leg out. He's not – has no interest in legging out an infield single. He, gets, he goes like halfway down the line. Are you really rostering Josh Donaldson because you wanted to leg out an infield single? Like, 
That's I want those three points. I can. Those three <laughs> points can, can matter. I can be on the bubble. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of guys not legging those out. I think I think he's fine. Um, but I mean, I was going to make the case. Like, I don't even have to because he's actually been good this year. But like last year, that's exactly what everyone was saying about Robinson Cano. Robinson Cano is so dusty. He's done. He's terrible. And guess what, guys? Small sample size. He's been pretty good this year. Like that's just kind of how these things tend to work a lot of times. All right, now I'm pulling up Donaldson the last two seasons, and uh, his yeah, numbers I'm, have been fantastic. He had a 377 Woba last year. That's probably like a top 30 or 40 guy in, the, in baseball. Yeah, it's yeah, 267 home well. runs. I don't. Well, whatever. It's one of those things where I'm watching. I, I, I I'm bad luck. No, I I know that that feeling with guys. <laughs> like whenever you roster them is when they suck, and then they just do great every other. Like last year, that was Mike Trout. Like Mike Trout is the best hitter in baseball, but like. When he's in the best possible spots, it seems like he always just does nothing. What are we doing at shortstop tonight? Um, I don't know. I'm I'm t- thinking about Donaldson now. Uh, Alberto Montesi, I think, is is probably the guy, especially on FanDuel. Like they just yeah. refuse to raise his price. It's like twenty nine hundred on FanDuel for Montesi. Just lock that in. And on DraftKings, even at five K or four eight or whatever he is tonight, I still think he's probably the guy you spend up on. Yeah, uh, honestly, the price is still pretty fair on DK. Like you said, it's egregious on FanDuel, where I believe it's six at two nine over there. He's got to be your cash game shortstop just makes a ton of sense. I'm sure he's going to grab a ton of ownership in tournaments as well, too. And talk about like the season being so short, but that guy has had a tale of two seasons. He was pr- quite possibly the worst hitter in all of baseball. Yeah, he had an uh, an, an eight WRC plus at one point. <laughs> Yeah, which is just amazing. And everyone didn't want to play him. He was free. You knew yeah. aggression was coming. Nobody wanted to play him for free. Everyone would complain when, like, it's like, why doesn't that like Mondesi? He's been so bad. It's like because it's been two weeks, guys. Like he's going to get better. And now people are willingly paying five k for him. Like three weeks later, like it's crazy the mindset that uh, that goes on in DFS sometimes. Give me, give me the pivots away from Chalky Mondesi. Uh, give me the guys that you think are sort of off the board. Lindor leading off versus Mitch Keller. Sure. I, I think Mitch Keller is perfectly fine. Obviously, he's a mega prospect. He's not a complete project just yet, but he's not necessarily somebody I want to pick on. Uh, Goodrum's fairly cheap against Brad Keller. Yeah, those, those are the guys I like the best, the two Tigers guys, Goodrum and, uh, and Willie Castro. Um, they're both low threes. Good weather there. Keller's really, again, nothing special. Platoon advantage for both of them. Uh, I like both of them quite a bit as a way to save. If you're playing the ownership game, uh, nobody's playing like a really good bat in Corey Seager against Heaney. Like, nobody's playing that. It's not happening. He's like less than 3% probably. Yeah, it looks like we have projected seven right now, which I'd be surprised if he's that high. I think less than three sounds right. I don't love it because I like Heaney and it's lefty-lefty, but um, – you know, and the Dodgers really have nothing to play for at this point, but I don't think anyone will have him. Is he in contention for the MVP? Well, that's a good question. He might be. I mean, I, I, I probably not in the conversation because he missed some time and everything else. But yeah, that's something I meant to look. I looked at Cy Young the other day. Somebody in chat looked this up for us if you don't mind. Let us know who's who are the MVP favorites. Is Voight the MVP favorite in the American League? Is that possible? Oh my God, is he really? Why wouldn't he be? Like, who who should the MVP be? I mean, Trout, but, like, you know, whatever. He's boring. Yeah, he's, he's, everyone, that's everyone's thought process for Mike Trout every every. Well, it's year. like LeBron. It's the same thing. It's like, ah, oh, we gave it to him a couple times. Like Mike Trout, games. well, whatever. If we don't give him to him this year, we'll give him to him next year. He has, like, two MVPs in his whole career because that's what people think every year about. Yeah, that's just how that goes, I suppose. Um, but, and I guess an MVP, how much do they value that in uh, in baseball? You have to be on a winning team. How much does that matter? Do you remember there's a lot to voters. It shouldn't, but it does. Yeah. I mean, they, they smartened up on some things, like what Felix Hernandez is getting as a Cy Young with like 12 wins or something like that. But uh, all right, let's move on to uh, let's move on to the outfield. What, what do you have as far as uh, the outfielders? Who's popping for you? Yeah, so I think uh, Twins and Astros in the outfield make a lot of sense, and probably Red Sox too. Like Kepler and Rosario um, are, are fairly inexpensive, and they're really good values. Uh, Brantley, George Springer, they're, they're solid values tonight for the Astros. J.D. Martinez and Verdugo uh, for Boston. I think that's probably where a lot of the value is going to lie tonight. Um, and Cubs, Ian Happ, especially over on FanDuel, leading off with 3K. Like, he's going to be a really strong play over there. Um, Nick Senzel is really cheap in your red stacks or even as a one-off. 
Yeah, I think that's outfield for the most part. Um, you know, cheap Kristen Stewart in your Tiger stacks. Um, cheap Lewis Brinson. I don't hate as a one-off. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you're stacking Marlins, like there's a lot of these cheap ready Marlins. And so I'm fine with a mid-price Brinson um, as, you know, a, a GPP stack dark throw. Yeah, I mean, who's a uh, – isn't there somebody – so Matt Joyce is lurking on the bench for what it's worth. Like when a, when a righty comes in, it's very possible he spells Brinson. I know Brinson has been pinching for Joyce sometimes when they do it reverse, when Joyce starts versus a righty. Just throwing it out there. There's a possibility that Joyce might take Brinson's spot when a righty comes in. Yeah, about a 32% pinch hit risk for Brinson, which is, which is a high number. Yeah. Uh, according to the chat, let's see what we have as far as the MVP. I'm seeing that uh, – uh, Jose Abreu is, is plus 500. Yeah, okay. Yeah, he's got to be in the conversation for sure. Freeman, is he the leading guy in the National League? Maybe. On a winning team, Maybe. too. Uh, Nelly Cruz, uh, they're, they're talking about Nelly Cruz, the MVP. Is he really? A DH? Like, I love Nelly Cruz, but he's missed a lot of time. It's not going to be Cruz. I, I kind of would, would find that hard to believe that it's going to be Cruz. Bats or Tatis in the National League? That makes sense. Yeah, oh, that, that's kind of what I was thinking. So this is where Bieber should not get the MVP. He's got his own award. He plays once every five games. He's plus 200 in the American League for MVP. I know he's been amazing. Just give him the Cy Young. We're good. I mean, I don't have any problem giving a pitcher the MVP when they've been good enough. I don't. We're in the chat. Cruz is plus 125. That doesn't make any sense to me, but okay. I love Nelly Cruz, but I can't imagine him being the MVP amongst everybody else. But all right. Uh, Some more questions in chat. Feel free to fire away. We're sticking around for the next five minutes or so. Uh, until we yield to crunch time. Yeah, I, I, this is really surprising. I, I pulled up the, the DK Sportsbook on the fly, and unfortunately I cannot find it. I don't know if that odds – maybe it's on like five dimes or something else out there. I have no idea. But I'm trying to multitask the best I can, Cardi, and that's the best we got as far as the odds. Um, all right. Give me uh, give me some stacks you like. Um, yeah, so, I mean, obviously I really like the Cubs. I think they'll be fairly popular. I think in terms of like – lesser own stuff. Um, I think the Astros and the twins are really good. And then in terms of like really cheap stuff that, you know, lets you afford better stuff with them, the Tigers, the Marlins, the Reds, I think they're all, they're all strong plays. Did we mention the chat's talking about Gallo? Uh, Gallo, of course, really strong, you know, tournament play. Urquid, he's not a guy that's going to blow you away. We talk about the roof being open, not that his power necessarily needs that. He's got, he's just got to hit the ball. And like, if he hits the ball in any environment, it's basically going to go out. Uh, he's 4K on DK. I think he's like 3-1 or 3-2 on FanDuel. How do you feel about Gallo as a tournament play tonight? He's fine. I mean, anytime you have Gallo against, uh, you know, a guy like Urquidy even has, you know, a fairly wide platoon split, if I recall. You know, there's always home run potential there. So in the GPP, he's fine. We got uh, Robbie Brown asking us in chat, you like Carrasco or Kershaw tonight? I think we both like Carrasco amongst those two, correct? I do, but I do prefer Bassett for cash games over both. What about Carrasco versus Darvish? It's Darvish. Yeah, and so your preference is Bassett, if I'm doing some deductive reasoning, you like Darvish and Bassett as like your SP one and two build on DK and for cash? I, yeah, I think that's the best way to go in cash. And then the GPPs do different stuff, but I, I do think that's probably the best cash combo. What about on Fandle, uh, Keller, I assume that's Brad Keller versus Carrasco for Fandle Cash? I, uh, I mean, there's no, there's no reason to play Carrasco in Fandle Cash. You only get one pitcher. Darvish is significantly better today and better as a pitcher, and he's only 400 more. Um, I think Keller is – I mean, Brad Keller is 8.3K. Just, just play Darvish. Yeah, I mean, you're basically playing you're playing the, the opponent. You're not playing Brad Keller. Brad Keller is not a big K guy, obviously. Right. I mean, he, I mean, he projects well. He's like the fourth guy on the slate, but you know, just play Darvish, I think, or or go down to someone cheaper, go down to Urquidy or whoever. We got a longtime Howard Stern caller, Captain Jenks, in the chat. He wants to ask us, uh, what do you think of the Tigers Royal stack for DK? Uh, it leaves a lot of money in the table, and you would get a bunch of one offs. Uh, so your thoughts as far as the you know Detroit in K- and just a game stack and we talk about like in the weather in that game so stacking up Detroit and Kansas City I'm not a big game stack guy unless it sort of happens organically or like the ballpark tells us why we should be stacking that game Wrigley or really good weather things like that two bad pitchers so stacking that game up and then all of a sudden you have a bunch of money money party who are your favorite one offs if salary is not a thing 
Well, I mean, I'm not a big game stack guy because in baseball, it's it's different than like football or basketball where there's like more correlation. Like, um, I don't love the game stack concept in general. And two bad cheap offenses, I think either one individually is perfectly fine to stack them. Probably very good. I think stacking them together is is not good. Like it's just too much of a shot in the dark. It's just not it's not necessary. You're over leveraging yourself basically. Um, and you don't need to do that. So stack one of them and then do stuff with them. Temporarily, you don't live in a world of a salary cap. Your favorite three players to bang on homers that are expensive. Um, let's see. So probably like, uh, I mean, I guess Mookie Betts. Um, like I really don't want to pay for Dodgers at all tonight, but like Mookie Betts is probably the top guy tonight, um, at least for power. Um, Joey Gallo is always going to be towards the top in terms of power. And I guess Nelson Cruz. Uh, Tyler Molly, we didn't really talk about him. We kind of mentioned him in passing. I think he's a pretty fine pitcher, but I don't really want to pick a Minnesota either. Uh, any interest in rolling him out there in a tournament? Uh, Malley or, I mean, I, yeah. I have interest in rolling twins out. I don't have interest in Malley. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, all right. G- 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 give me something good. Give me something strong. Uh, you know, we got to finish good. George Costanza style, uh, finish on a high notes. Tell the people how to win some tournaments tonight. Um, I'm telling you, go, uh, be a little bit different. Don't be afraid to play, you know, uh, a guy like Kyle Wright in tournaments who now, you know, we're projecting for like 4% ownership, play Kyle Wright with Darvish, a cheap stack like, uh, Detroit Marlins Reds, and then a bunch of really good bats, um, Cubs bats or something chalky or whatever you want to do. Party was a lot of fun. I guess this is the end of the row for baseball, at least not on premium. I don't know. Uh, stay tuned for that. You do, if you guys are premium members, of course, stay tuned for brunch time. That's coming up right after us. Uh, like, subscribe. We do appreciate that as well, too. Saturday, the Blitz Show. Cardi's Blitz Show is free. Check that out. Sunday, three hours of live football content starting with yours truly at 10 o'clock in the morning. 10, 10 if you want to get all technical. He was Cardi. I was Dean. This was baseball. Go Heat. We're out of here. Holler. Holler.